Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We would like to pay our respects to the Kich, Shumash, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and future. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Ioni Sky, weirder together. Nighttime yes. recording. Nighttime, windstorm. We don't do this a whole lot, but no, we're doing it. It's fun. I liked the night ones, but Ben would get sleepy, and I, and then I, the mornings, yeah. I'm like brain dead, but I you're know. up. So we went with you look. Know. This is we're, we're we're living a teaching in how to be <laughs> creative artists uh, in a relationship. But we're very excited because the other day, I think it was yesterday, I opened my Instagram. And I see our friends Amanda, Demi, and Erica Linda going live on Instagram, and I always love their lives, so I jump on it, and they're like, Ben, we want to come on your podcast, and we're going to talk about this and that and that. I said, okay, we're doing it tomorrow. So welcome, Can Amanda and Erica. Can you it together? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, yeah. that's kind of amazing. We pulled it together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we're doing a nighttime one. It's sexy. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it it's like sexy. Playboy yeah. After Dark. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we're up all night and we sleep all day. Yeah. yeah. Do you need help adjusting? Are you feeling, you got a whole thing? I think she just likes I just touching. like holding something <laughs> yeah. like this. I, I don't really get something that looks like this these days. <laughs> the, the, the phallic experience. The phallic experience. Of the microphone. <laughs> so I guess we should just start with why you guys wanted to come on the podcast and what you guys have planned for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually, um, I'm, I'm, well, I have known you guys for quite some time. Um, our kids went to school together. And I'm, I was saying that I love you all's relationship. And I, I, you both individually are artists. And then to see you guys working together is incredible. And to see that this podcast all of a sudden pop up and like you guys returned back to the states, oh yeah, and then you kind of kicked off with this like podcast that I think is really kind of clever. And uh, and I was just curious, uh, like, what is is this something you want to expand on, or like, where are you guys taking it? I mean, I see this as like almost like a like like, a, like its own talk show on you know that's what podcasts go for, right? I mean, that's the next step in podcast. You want to go first? We might have different visions. What's your vision for this? Oh, the future or well, how the, it What happens. are we doing? What are we doing? Well, I mean, we started doing like stuff at Largo where we were sort of working on our kind of like what our, not just comedy, but like how we could, you like know, hosting host together, that night. There's, mm-hmm. you know, the hosting the night at Largo. And for me, when things happen like this, I kind of almost forget where, what the dots were that connected it. For me, it's kind of like, like I think we're like, I, I actually think of it as almost like an aspirational lifestyle brand for weirdos. Yes. That like we are a couple who are happy together, who are creative, who are, we like having community. Mm -hmm. And I think just sort of in whatever medium we work in, like whether it's a podcast or hosting events or TV or film or music or writing that we can like basically just continue to sort of share this 
just positive, creative, non-competitive message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I sort of view it like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's also like the natural progression as we evolve as creatives. Uh, the interesting thing about technology and the world that we live in and the whole metaverse and the whole, like, that we ha- that we are capable of doing it. Before you had yeah. to answer to so many different, you know, executives out there and kind of pitch an idea. Now, you, it's, it's in a your natural, hands, right? yeah, mm-hmm. an instinct to like, fuck it, we're just going to keep going and we'll do whatever we want. And you all host really great dinners and, you know, you're natural performers, you know, and to be able to do your thing without answering to anybody else. Yeah. Is the game. I right? think also where where we we're in this digital landscape mm-hmm. where say the four of us probably are more chronically attentive to culture mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. most normal people would be. Right. Mm-hmm. And not everyone's jobs allow them to be following what's happening in art and music and fashion. And and I think curation from people you trust. Like I used to get mixtapes when I was a teenager. Yeah. And you would be really who made you mixtapes was like it changed your life, mm-hmm. you know? So I think of it in terms of, like, cultural curation is sort of about, like, making mixtapes for your audience. Absolutely. And keeping mm-hmm. them to things that you're into and Absolutely. sharing. You know? so I mean, I, you know, we've thought about having a podcast, but to actually do it is another thing. We can you help know? you do it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like the threshold isn't necessarily financial. Like, you don't need a lot of stuff. <laughs> right. You just right. need to kind of wrap your head around what the conversation looks like with your audience and mm-hmm. consistency, too. Or I just think, someone to, like, give it the okay sometimes. Cheerlead like, just bit, to you know? be like, yeah, you can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're very self-motivated, but a lot of times you just need, like, one person to say, like, just I feel like it. you, yeah, you you know what you want, but then you it's need a, someone else to like yeah, put the I've mic in front it. of your face, yeah, and for you to just well, uh, if it has to do with technology, definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Me I too, love yeah. techno, I love it. I mean, I think it's the most incredible thing in the world, but I am not uh, tech savvy. Yeah, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, because it does take you know to be able to put up the lights, and then you have the computer, mm-hmm. and then the this, and then, and I think that that's a that's a skill set. Oh, that, yeah. You know, like, we were literally we just, just fighting about this today because <laughs> the stress <laughs> levels of when we're recording are totally different. I only I'm floats like, in. It's my favorite day in the world. She floats in like a movie star. Like she comes in, she's like, I'm ready to perform. And I'm like setting up all this crap. Sweating. And, just, and I'm kind of like uh, annoyed that he's stressed because I'm like, you're blowing the vibe. Like I'm in such a good mood for this podcast. But that's why this podcast is called Weird Together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like Sunny and Cher. Yeah. yeah. Like this, like, like, the really, podcast like, version. Like, you all don't see it right now, but I'm uh, looking at Ioni and she looks really fucking hot. In her little Aww. And chic and she's like in a pink like kimono. Not kimono, yeah. it's like a, what is that? Long My shirt. My friend Daphne like, made I love these it. and I... Who makes that? Who Daphne that? Javid. Uh-huh. She she's um she's okay. just like this nice. New York friend of mine, and she makes diff- a couple different things. She's like crazy stylish. Mm. She was mm. here in all red at our party. Oh okay. And she's she's great. Oh, yeah. I met her. She did costumes on a play in New York, and then she just she does all different. Also whatever. a hardcore weirded together listener, so she yeah, will be hearing Daphne, this conversation about it. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. But, shout um, out. but anyway, did you guys out. meet shooting or like how did you guys meet? Um. Well, we met on a Off Monsters and Men music video. That was what? What year was that? Oh my god, it was like uh, ten years ago. No, longer than that. We've been friends for like um, over thirteen years. Okay, but it was in a professional. Like you were directing something. No, no, no. I I, I actually, my friend uh, Kate Miller, who was uh, Kate Miller, 
Yeah, she was the um, uh, video um, um, executive um, for was it Republic or, mm-hmm. or or one of the one of the labels or video- Capital, mm-hmm. and this young lady. Um, I forgot her name, the director. Tabitha Dunholm. Yeah, who yeah. does these really cool... For um, Florence and the Machine, of Monsters oh. and Men, she does Haim, like yeah. a bunch of cool music videos. And, and she also now does this kind of forum where she uh, has like directors come and talk about films. You should, you should have her come. She's cool. really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But she did this video and this one was in it. And, you know, <laughs> at the time, everyone, you know, like Erica Linder was like the gay androgynous icon okay and still is yeah of course but i mean like you <laughs> it know, was just- i didn't know her <laughs> yeah now she's like my bff but yeah. you know and so she and i kate goes come down and shoot and i was like cool i'll do that and it was an interesting day because the casting on it was um very unique and it was a woman um, a little older than me okay well, super gray hair beautiful i would probably say like 20, 30 years older than yeah. That's, yeah, that's not a little bit. Yeah. And it was like this really kind of, you know, intimate, you know, sexual, like, you and know. And I was young. Of, huh? I and, was really young. Yeah. But. And it was a love story. The, it was a love yeah. story between them. I kind of always saw it as like, she was me older. Yeah, that's exactly. a kind of, Yeah, but I think she saw it as us being lovers. So yeah. I think, and we didn't talk about it before, but yeah. So anyway, so I was a little bit like, "What are we doing here?" Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and all I cared about was shooting Erica in her tuxedo the whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, like I was like, "Okay, right. Erica, in between shots, I like, lay on that bed." Yeah. Like, it had nothing to do with the video. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, isn't <laughs> it like ten years ago? Ten years ago, you could pull that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. Maybe sign up for this. Yeah. We're gonna do a whole bit on the bed now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. it broke up the discomfort. <laughs> You're like, just let's pull you away from this confusing. You tried, right? Yeah. And then like the couple of moments she was like had to make out with this girl and I could it was uh, and I was just like kind of like I went up to her I was like how you doing <laughs> it was nice. like such an interesting moment and I was like how's this feeling for you like you know it's like yeah. is this an, like, I feel like it was like yeah. it was like as if my daughter was making out with her grandmother. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah so well, now like, things are different. Now they have uh, intimacy, intimacy coordinators, coordinators yeah. where yeah. they didn't. That's like new. I did so many yeah. sex scenes, and, and it was, yeah, and I mean, it wasn't. Now they would have that. Like, are you okay? And yeah. They would talk about the night before, even like I did something recently, and they called like the intimacy coordinator called the night before, like almost too many times where I was like I'm fine I'm fine <laughs> can, can, can we actually talk about that because that's interesting I had a meeting today with a producer because I'm 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 doing a film that you know it's a lot of you know we yeah. need an intimacy coordinator yeah. but how because I've done a film that was very explicit and it was a lot of sex scenes but that was 2015 where when that wasn't you didn't yeah. have an intimacy coordinator yeah. so now what are they like what it's are great. they great they call you I mean if you you know they call the night before uh-huh. they they should and they go over this it with you and they they're like they make sure it's sort of like they sounds everything it sounds though. condescending like, in a weird yeah. way but they're like so you read it do you remember that your you know this scene you're like kind of doggy style I, my thing it I did I, I mean beef you know you know that um, I, you mind just finger up you listen no <laughs> yeah. but I'm in um, Ali Wong has a TV show that th- it's really good but uh-huh. it, it was kind of a comedy but still and I was like oh god because it's a weird comedic scene I actually hadn't read that part uh-huh. but she said you know they're gonna have they have even like these pillow things because like what if you're uncomfortable with a man like yeah who is yeah. you know who isn't <clears throat> but they go over it 
make sure you know what it says, what it is, and then on the set, mm. continually checking in. It's so they're on so set good. when it they're actually on, they're in the room. Put your hand there, and it's more Don't choreographed, right, than it used yeah, to. Yeah, like, like it's mechanic, what, right? yes, which is so important. Like unless you. Mm say oh i'm stoked about this i actually don't even need it to be choreographed because i'm into it which mm-hmm. can happen there's sometimes for when sure, you yeah. want it to mm-hmm. happen that way but if you don't it's so much more comfortable to know that oh for sure right here your hand is their hands on your leg mm-hmm. this will happen then da, 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 da. and and it's just they keep checking in with you Feel ma- safe. and they make it mm-hmm. seem like you're not annoying for you know they're so over the top mm-hmm. about making you feel safe that mm-hmm. they take the pressure off you're never the one to have to be the obnoxious one. Right. You know, it's not right. on the actor. It's not on the actor. Because you never want to feel like... Because that can like, be hard to oh, say. Oh, yeah, because you don't you know? want to... It's a whole crew. You don't yeah. want to be like, actually, you know what I mean? But they yeah. take all the heat of being over the top. Like, ev- literally, every 10 minutes, are you mm. still okay? Mm. Yeah, and you can't, you know... And I never had a bad experience or anything like that. But, yeah, it's interesting to, like... Because it's so different now. Yeah. Even, like, from five years ago, you know? Yeah. You should become an intimacy coordinator, Amanda. Like, how you? How you feeling? You okay? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you kind of were acting like, and and I was I was fine on that. Oh, you, you just have to be one. You have to be on the same page. Like the thing I did with Juliet Lewis, she she wanted it to be like choreographed because she yeah. was just like, I don't feel comfortable just free for all makeout. Sometimes you do. When mm-hmm. I was with Keanu, I was like. I don't care. Let's yeah. just like, sixteen year old making out with Kimberly. Right, yeah, right. yeah. like, yeah. I don't need any coordination. Yeah. Like make it free for all. <laughs> like let's like keep yeah. going. But um, but you know if you don't like that, it feels better to have it like choreography. What's mm-hmm. been your experience so far with the production? Like, has the have you met the intimacy coordinator? No, nothing. Okay, yet. you yeah. just heard about it. It's gonna. Happen. Yeah, I just know that that's a thing now. Yeah. So I'm I'm it's it's interesting. You know, I think it's but I think it's good. But it, it's also kind of a thing where I'm like, but is it gonna you know feel a little bit like mechanic, and is it gonna feel a little bit like staged? I don't know. I've never done it before like mm. that, so I don't know. It's up to you. Like you know, then I think it's nice that it's. Your choice to you can just be like you know what I I think we should just like mm. and you do maybe what comes talk naturally. about it with the other actor and come to some understanding yeah. of what's yeah Ugh, um, so annoying <laughs> yeah I know I know but I what so I you know I I'm never been somebody that likes to shoot sexy scenes and even and it's not my thing and it's such a skill set to not be um, to be sexy versus um, um, sort of gross, yeah, you know, mm. or to like to lose the sexiness in mm. shooting, and it's always about like to me. I would be more about if I, as an actor, I would be like, "Where's the camera going to be?" Yeah, like right. Wh- right. where, I, where sure. is the camera? No. Because I need to make Listen, sure I that my live ass. This. Is yeah. Yeah. You better light this so well. Yeah, like yeah. beyond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. want. It was to- outdoors, so there was. It was tricky lighting, right? You know yeah. what I mean. If you're shooting something moody and indoors, yeah. but I was like, you I have will a lot fuck more control. You up if Way you, more, but yeah. but like this was an outdoor shower scene. There was I don't know how much you like at like noon, yeah, yeah. And, it was, and it was a really <laughs> <day>. shadows. <laughs> no, but they did, sun. they did. You know, they did everything you should do, but I don't know why. I think because it was like I had to learn a song, and it was oh, anyway. It's a so whole be, thing. I was sexy and then sing. I was thinking of the song, and I didn't watch. You know, we live in. A culture that is is actually insanely judgmental of women's looks. So mm-hmm. you just, I just feel protective of how 
Ione feels about herself. I think I was so proud that I didn't care about you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I I get the vulnerability of it. It is, it's not vain. It's vulnerable. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I feel like, uh, I think even when I shoot, I, I always let my subjects pick their images. Mm. And oh, that's that, amazing. You know, I, Did you like show them the setup and stuff? At yeah, the always. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not just the setup. I yeah. usually at the, like, I always be like, do you like this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you, know? you should tell them about our first photo shoot together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so after this music video. <laughs> Sounds like a, you're about to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so this. Yeah. So we, um, it was a few years. Out. I had done Below Her Mouth. Yeah. And it had come out and I was a little bit. I was not sure where I was, right, or who I was, rather. But yeah, um, because, well, sense. because yeah, say, because you know, no. after she did blow her mouth, she had you know her agents, and as most agents and managers, they want to guide you to your next place, and you know, Erica, how she came out into the world was, you know, the, she was the first androgynous beautiful uh, girl that, you know, I've never seen that look before that was so truly male-female. And, but the world wasn't where it is right now. And so... So what year was this? This was... Oh, this was oh God. 2016? Yeah, something around that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how fast things have turned yes. around and, yeah. and things have happened. And But I started around like 20. 10 yeah 2000 yeah i was 20 and that's more from the modeling side or you wanted to act from the no film? i didn't want to act okay it wasn't like what i wanted to do they just kind of sent me a script to my agency and then i read it and then i went in for a few auditions and then i got it and then that was maybe two years after i moved to la so we kind of bonded from mm-hmm. that shoot yeah mm-hmm. and but so I, in my mind she was this super authentic, you know, male, female, androgynous beauty that was unapologetic, you know, and really real. And when the shoot came to my studio, um, the stylist all come in, the blah, blah, blah. It was geared as, I guess, part of the... Um, mission to take her more into female, mm. you know? And when the clothes arrived to my studio, I was just like, what is this? Mm. You know, it was kind of like, you know, it was like matchy matchy, but brand, you know. So this is from like the publicist or something? Like whose vision was it? It's, you know, so. you, you know, I managers and agents and, you know, you pick and choose shoots for your clients based on how you want them to the the direction they want Mm. you want them to go in you know and uh and when the clothes arrived and this one arrived and i was just like "Uh -uh." i remember the first thing she said to me she's like hi nice to see you again um i really didn't want you for this and i was like and i was so lost at the time and i was like what do you mean and she was like, let's go have a chat. So we go upstairs, <laughs> mm-hmm. we have a chat, but, and they're all waiting for us for like an hour. And she's like talking to me about where do you want to take you? Like, where do you want to go from here? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and I was like, really just like, I don't know. And you saw that I was really lost, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it all came from this photo. And there's like, I'm crying in it. <laughs> like, it's whole thing. And like, it's beautiful, though. So this was the foundation. I mean, this is the origin story of your friendship. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you, yeah. Felt, you yeah. felt actually seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every yeah. time, so, you know, us as artists, like we have like ups and we have downs and every time I'm up, she's there. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm down, she still sees me the way I want to be seen. Or like you, you kind of guide me. When you're in, in the way. middle, she just disappears. <laughs> yeah, then she's gone. She's like, won't answer my text. I'm like, like Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she comes down with her little like, yeah, on the heart. You're like the Elton John and you're the Ed Sheeran. Yeah, exactly. The fairy godmother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, but I mean, she's on her yeah, yeah, path yeah. and does her thing and, and it's dope as fuck. And, but, you know, you have to follow your instinct. You know, you can't always listen to other people and how they see you. Mm. And I think as artists, we have to kind of, I mean, Rick Rubin's saying it all day long right now. Have you read his book? And what he's done for artists, tapping them into that type of perspective has been life-changing, obviously. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I love his his podcasts when he interviews artists. I love Breaker He's Breaker, always yeah. been that, you know, guy that, yeah. uh, you know, I used to live with him mm. and, and Rosetta. and At the place with on- the bear? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and when I, I used to have my uh, my second record label with him and and he was uh, a really great teacher for me, mm. you know, um, in every possible way. Um, although when I got pregnant with my first, he made me uh, give birth to Jackson, like, um, <laughs> what is it called? The Bradley method, like the, like the, oh, the natural way. And at the time I'm like, I'm a, I'm a Jew from Potomac, wait, Maryland. Wait, wait, wait. We're like, yeah. we're all brought, Why did he do this that? This is the clip we are going to pull out for <laughs> yeah. social media. You got to go into detail. <laughs> <laughs> well, also why he's not the father. Mm-mm. <laughs> Well, he's I went. Yeah, he's yeah. the guru. Yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, it's something. Um, in the in the nice sense, it's like because he isn't a father yet, so he's no, probably, he is. He has oh, ba- he is. boy. Okay. Yeah. I'm well, looking then, up the Bradley method. I okay. heard of the Bradley method. <laughs> yeah, it was. What is um, it? Well, so there's like the one where you go in immediately and you're getting your epidural and yeah. you and you go in a, in a you know what what I did with my second and Cedars, right. but on the first I did the Bradley method with with Rick at helm and where he uh, was there by your side. Well, no, no. Well, I w- when I was pregnant with Jackson, um, I had my label with him, and so I lived with him in Los Angeles, and Teddy was shooting his movies in in New York and um and so he was with me he fed me and he made me do all the I mean he basically amazing yeah and then um he like me was like the midwife he was my midwife if he if he was there for so much of it before if he came in the 11th hour I'm gonna tell you to do it this way but he was there can I just say something I should he produced it Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rick was Rick actually helped me in so many ways because mm. um, he I, he took me on after I had my labels, you know, my first labels with Cypress and House of Pain and and Corn and Incubus and so I. So what was that? What label was that? That was called Immortal, right? And that was yeah. your. That was me and this guy Happy Walters, our label. Oh right. So you and, signed Corn. Mm-hmm. Wow, amazing. And amazing. Incubus, and we had Funk Dubious, and we had Cypress and House of Pain. Now, amazing. Corn and Incubus were on the label. The management company, which was Buzztone, was Cypress House of Pain and Funk Dubious. And so I, after that label kind of went away, and then I got, I met Ted, I moved to New York, and at the same time I had a label with Rick. 
And so that was, it was at American Recording. I had my deal right. with him. And I lived with him and Rosetta. And he was my brother, teacher, guru. Amazing. Yeah. He hated everything I signed. He did. Oh, yeah. But he loved me. <laughs> That's great, though. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But um, uh, I did the Bradley. And then the second one, I did not. Right. Because it was awful. Brad, it's all natural. Yeah. No intervention. You trust well, your body. I mean, that's for the second. Like, I did the epidural for the first because your body's never done it before. You so. wanted the epidural for the second. I wanted it. For, I late. mean, I, my mom did <laughs> yeah. it all. She's not She's not like an uber hippie, but she just did it naturally. I yeah. mean, amazing. And I wanted to do that, but I'm also, I just was like, ah. So I got the, for, for Kate, I had the epidural. But then the second time, yeah. Goldie, like, it might just it's like, a little bit easier. So well, we got to the hospital at seven forty-five. Goldie came out at eight. I didn't have time. Oh, that, no, that's second. That is <laughs> that's second. right. Yeah. So doing it the other way around usually makes more sense because your body's done it already. Yeah. And I believe me, after huh. after Goldie's born, I was like, wait, can I get the epidural now? Like, guys, the, it's quite amazing. I mean, yeah. I don't say you need to get it, but it's like. It's kind of nice. Especially, I induced. <laughs> That's what the problem oh, was. Oh, okay. So, you know, Jackson was two weeks late, so they induced me. Oh. And so I was doing it. I was in a birthing room. Wow. They induced... But and they didn't do an epidural. Oh, God. And I, they had to give You're me Demerol. S- oh, like my I God. was like, I, my, the oh, contractions were, Jesus. I broke every blood Jesus. vessel in the face. That's I was oh humongous. I was like Jabba the Hutt. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. He was like, he was like producing like Dude, black crows or something. On. It's yeah. like the chili peppers. It's yeah. like when Rick's there, it's yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Rick says, you need the Demerol. And then, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, you know what I wanted to ask you, Amanda? I'm not, I don't know if it's ask you. I wanted to tell you. I always found you so intimidating. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever heard that before? I'm sure you've heard that before. Yes, of course. You're also your aesthetic that you carry yourself through the world with. It's so refined, Mm -hmm. but it's also quite severe. Right. And I just wanted to hear from you Mm -hmm. your, I guess, your philosophy of aesthetics, because there clearly is one. Like, what are you trying to do with your aesthetics in the world? Because it... You're sending messages, you know. Do I, I mean? really? Sure. Anytime someone has a great aesthetic, it's you're communicating, right? And I, I felt it as a like, oh my god, she's so cool and so tough. <laughs> I don't even know what to talk to her about. So I guess I'm just curious, like your intention behind the cultivation of your aesthetic. I, you know, I love fashion, definitely. Um, I love structure and architecture, um, and um, I, as I've aged. Um, you can either get crazy facelifts and try to, you know, keep your beauty, or you just cool get cool. Yeah. 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 So instead of like, you know, uh, uh, you know, most women spend time. Like, I feel as if it's part of my who I am. Um, while people are getting their teeth whitened, you know. You're getting up. your clothes darkened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop brushing gold. your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. People who <laughs> look cool and have that iconic look forever, they kind of look the same in the mm-hmm. end. Like you yeah. end up looking younger in a weird way. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, sort yeah, of works sure. in the benef- but my, benefit it's of it. It's changed a lot, my looks. You've seen me. I know, but the... you look amazing. You oh, look so thanks, natural. Babe. Thank and you. So I appreciate good. it. I mean, by the time I met you, I think you were already in your current. Yeah, my body. You know, like yeah. I mean, I don't. And that's the thing. I guess like certain people. I don't know. I guess they just. Well, I used to always wear a hat. 
Yeah, what happened? When did what happened? How did did that hat phase end? I've gone I know, through hat phases. I'm, I'm, no, no, I think everyone started wearing hats. So you were yeah, like, so I need, I, yeah. Together we're here, we're here together. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. I, I have to fan myself. Okay, yeah. cool. I thought you needed to urgently no, read a Timothy that. Leary comic no, no, book. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fanning myself with Timothy Leary I right do now. have some great liquid acid. That I just got two days ago. I'm not suggesting we we need to do that oh, right this second. Timothy Leary. Yeah, oh yeah, my Timothy god, Leary. I would love to do I, that. No, wait. And, and have you done it before? Yeah, yeah. I love. I, wait, when are we I doing did, it? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did acid at Art Basel not too long ago. It what? was the best Art Basel. I ever went to. Then when I didn't do it, I hated Art Basel. Oh, <laughs> but so it might have been the acid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because Art Basel's too crowded for me. Yeah, that's the one in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. awful Miami. Yeah, it's too. It's. I mean, I'm sure it's great to others, but it's. I don't like any place where you cannot get a car. Mm. Yeah, and it takes like an hour yeah. to to drive. I don't a block. like that. Yeah, yeah it's too. Yeah, it's too, too crowded. crowded. Not, yeah. You're good at just accepting. Things like that. Because he's on acid. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, maybe. Yeah. I'm also like, if I can't, I need an out. I just need yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You yeah. like that even with a weekend away. You like to know that you could cut it a night short if you want it. She probably wouldn't if, want to. Right. If she wants to, she could. What's your so, favorite maybe. vacation you've all ever taken? For me, it's so much about the people you're with yeah, and the, absolutely. the moment, loved, whatever that um, moment is, yeah. what you need. You know? I yeah. mean, I did a job in Tunisia in the 90s and that was, I guess, Tunisia changed a lot. Mm. It was in Rome. I love, I, I mean, who doesn't like Italy? Everyone yeah, Italy. I feel like Italy's but uh, what's your? Favorite? I had fun in Stockholm. I loved Stockholm. So That's much. Linder's world. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Yeah, I was Erica, saying, give us a whole. Ex- well, I was just also <laughs> saying, is every Swedish person great? Because I've only met great. No, ones. we're all good looking. They, yeah, for yeah, sure. Well, yeah. But also yeah. like great. Nice I don't know. And fun or something. But I think maybe um, I've just met. I de- de- well, it depends on who you're asking, right? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. I'm not generalizing. I, I find sweet. I've never actually dated a Swedish person. Funny enough. I find Swedes very, um, maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll kick me out. Uh, but I don't know. I, I like Stockholm. The older I get, the more I appreciate it. When I was like 22, I was like, I need to get the hell out of here because it's boring. Yeah. Now when I go back, I appreciate it. And I'm like, I could actually live here, I think. Because 100%. it's so you the traveling they take care of their people. Yeah, yeah, not and like it's America. Socialized medicine. No, yeah, Australia's like that. Australia's like that in America, but we are fucked oh, up. And no. you don't know until as much until <laughs> yeah. you leave, and you're like, oh my god, when you have socialized medicine for a year, and you're like, and yeah. the, and they and just the government exactly. takes care of you're like. Why is America safe. so afraid it's like going to be communism? It's not. It's just decency. It's like normal. It feels very divided here. It's it's like it's so much hate. But do you yeah. feel that is what's calling you to America mm. just 
career or is there for me as an Australian mm. there's something in the way Americans pursue creativity absolutely they're delusional yeah and they're often wrong but they mm. bet big and mm-hmm. they take big it swings feels, and um, I love it I it love feels, that it's life and death we're you know? cowboys yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like I, okay this is gonna sound you know I don't know but it feels a little it feels hopeful yeah I feel like I can do anything here mm. without being judged that you know because back home if I say yeah I want to do this or that they're like what yeah, like no you can't do that yeah and it was thing. always like when I started doing like male modeling they're like you can't do that and I was like watch me and then I go to LA or New York or even to Paris and then it happens you wait, know can you explain Let's what is the way you you call what you did male model what does that mean you so, mean I, so i was signed on the men's board for modeling when i was 20 years old so meaning that the the shows or whatever the campaigns they yeah. put you in were men's clothes yes and 100%. they were marketed to men yeah to and i yeah like she's one uh-huh. of like the first like right now and like you the world that yeah. energy and aesthetic i just didn't know it was technically called in the male modeling world yeah because but it was yeah. not normal right like now yeah it's you know we're you know, we're genderless, yeah. right? Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, it's much more free Gender spir- fluid. Very and- fluid and, and and more, like, open in, in, in the world and in the business world and actually, you know, demanded. But when she did it, nobody else was doing it. And where did that, did was that your just, you wanted to break that wall down or did someone pitch no. that to you? No, I, I always felt like I, I actually don't remember, but I always... For some reason, I think I knew that I had that look and I was, okay, so I think I always for a very long time knew that I was gay. And when I was, you know, like, I was like, how can I get attention from women <laughs> or girls? You know, I'm like, how, how do I do this? You're like, you know? I'll be the daddy. Yeah. And I'm like, how can I become a daddy? Yeah. <laughs> the dad. Um, so what happened was, is that I'm like, you know, my hair was always kind of short and whatever. And then... um. So I got scouted when I was 14 years old to become a model. And I was always like, no, that's not what I want to do. And then I went, I continued going to school and I went to um, university and all that. And then after university, I was like, what do I do now? I want to travel. I want to see the world. It feels very, I, I need to get out of Stockholm. So I contacted them and I said, hey, let's do this. Like, um, I mean, we can try. But I thought back then that it was like, okay, I'm going to have to change my whole style. Like, I'm going to have to wear, like, high heels and, you know, like, wearing a dress, all that. And then um, my first shoot was as a young Leonardo DiCaprio because there was this magazine oh, back. That's fun. And that's yeah. Oh. So and back, she looks like him. Yeah. yeah. So there was this one magazine, only magazine called Candy Magazine that, like, I think the the cover or the the magazine I did it was like Chloe Sevigny dressed up as a man and they had like James Franco dressed up as a woman and I was like well this is cool so it was kind of like you were playing different characters then I did that and then it all just went from there I think it was 20 years old yeah the difference is you went for it like they would do those one-offs yeah you were like but this is I'm going to do this the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. and stay in it. Yeah, and stay in it. And, yeah. and you know, it's interesting. Like you paved the way, darling. It. You paved yeah. the way to a, a lot of people that I don't mm. know if you're credited for, but you should be. But it's also amazing so. that like you're also you have a strong feminine side too. Like I know, but I like, yeah, and I think that people are like, well, now you're a guy. Like people want to box everyone in, yeah. and like you're like this, and you're like that, and especially back then. But I was like, at the end of the day. 
I'm a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm trying to be. It, it's, it's just like. Just your natural. Yeah. You know, whatever. You know, it's, that's the thing. It's like I have always been so accepting of whatever you want to be. You know, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what race, your religion. I don't care what you want to call yourself. I don't care what you want. In fact, I love you being whatever you want. My mom had so many gay, you know, friend, male friends. And yeah. some, like one we would call mom, like he's English. And it would be like mom or like within the gay community, like they would say, you know, they would, you would switch it up. Absolutely. Like you could kind of. Flow. change it up yeah. like if you're if he's mom one night to me yeah. i'm calling him mom and then i might call him johnny the next day exactly or i would refer to and mom or i would refer to him as he's meeting me at this restaurant yeah but like it was kind of uh you know maybe it might be she or mom or he but it was mm-hmm. kind of just sort of the mood i think it's been liberating for basically straight people too because like i just feel like anytime i hear a conversation about people claiming their gender fluidity i feel like oh yeah we all should be having that experience to some degree exactly where we should have freedom to move in our psyches with different characteristics and different so i think it's one of those things like feminism yeah liberated men Mm -hmm. men still haven't realized it (laughs) you know what i wanted to ask you guys about because i think something we all have in common is we all are interested in the energy of creativity yes. as a source of nutrition. Mm-hmm. We're all people who find courage and, you know, it's and just- And reinvention. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, just yeah. curious about your, how you, because you clearly, you, like I remember you talking about you Mexico like, City. Like you yeah. like to chase yeah. the good energy. I, you like to be with the kind of someone who's you like love on the outs. I yeah. love people. I yeah. love people. I love, you know, I- I'm all about reinvention. Mm. Yeah. I am that it is the essence of who I am. Like from being from you know from how I grew up and to being you know coming out uh, when I was 21, you know, and when back then in the 80s to come out, especially coming from a middle class family from Potomac, Maryland, um, was a that was not normal. Okay, to then meeting my husband. Mm. And so that was like, and I went from like, you know, one career to one sexual preference to another sexual preference. Did you come out as gay or as bi? I would say I was gay, you know, I at 21. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I didn't know what that was. But to be able to like the kids today that didn't know what to be, well, not everywhere in the world. I mean, I look at like what's happening in Iowa, I want to vomit, you know, or Kentucky. I'm just like, what is happening in those places? Like, do not live there. Yeah. It's not a place to live. No. But we were fortunate. I was fortunate. You were fortunate to live in LA. Yeah. Grow up. I I grew up in DC and, you know, it wasn't fortunate there. It was very closed, you know, but it was very, I grew up in a, I grew up in a community that was like, you know, blacks and Jews. And we right. all kind of commingled. So I didn't know the yeah. difference. Like I always like all my friends were like African-American. You know, I didn't know any different. You know what I mean? That was like the vibe in D.C. and Potomac. But to like see, you know, where the worlds have changed and like and how like in certain places it was really kind of um, really closed minded. I've always chased the open mindedness of the world. And I think that we all do. 
And there is, and we are fortunate enough to kind of like, you're from Stockholm, I'm mm. from DC, you know, you're from Australia. I mean, I mean, I love your brother and I love your mom and you guys were so, you grew up so interesting because you truly grew up in a hippie, forward thinking environment. I mean, your mom is extraordinary, you know, and, you know, I didn't have that. Like, and so I've always chased this like new and kind of growing world. And, and artistically, I've always chased that. And, you know, we're kind of following how you kind of grew up. Actually, yeah. Like you yeah, have yeah, that. Yeah. Like you're always reinventing and doing things. And, you know, you're, I can't wait to read your book because yeah. that's going to be sick. You know what I mean? You're like the, you're like the OG originator of change and, and yes. growth. And, uh, and that's pretty sick. And, and so for you being the queen of androgyny and coming from Stockholm. I know. It's oh. so weird. Have and you ever- then you are like this amazing performer and singer-songwriter that I, of course, as a music supervisor, was very uh, aware and on top and admired your work as well. And, you know, uh, when you and Ioni, you know, yeah. all of a sudden I saw you guys together, I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. I, know, I love how people weird. are coming together. It was like, like yeah. oh my God. My yeah. friend in Toronto, um, she saw the picture that we posted mm. and she's like, I love Ben and she's from Australia. And she's like, I can't believe you're hanging out with him. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I know, I didn't know until we went. I mean, I knew, but when I went to Australia and he was like uh, way more famous in Australia. Well, look, I would say that this is a separate subject, but you did, I remember you said on the Instagram live, you want to talk about success. Mm-hmm. That was one of mm. I want to talk about say, sex. Okay, let's do that sex too. And success. Success, sex, and then No, we we'll need an intimacy coordinator to yeah. talk about no, sex. So, so, but, but I have come to believe that great niche success mm-hmm. is actually the dream, right? Yes. So, so this need for everyone to love you, which is if you grew up in the 70s or 80s, yes. that was the vision of success, kind mm-hmm. of, you know? Um I don't think it creates the life that really gives you the opportunities and the vibe and the community you want. I think the vision is just be successful enough yeah. where, like, you can make what you want to make happen yeah. and no one bothers you. Yeah, because also... <laughs> yeah. That's my idea. But the, yeah. the truth is, yeah. it's not about what you make and the receivables of now. It's about thinking about making things. You don't. It doesn't matter what the outcome is, because it's really part of your overall legacy. And the really the thing to think about is to do as many interesting things, whether it's niche or whatever you want to do, and then and then to also think about not about what it brings to you in terms of success or whatever that means to most, you know, but it's really about how do you want to be remembered in the future. Mm. And if anything, um, that when kids talk about, you know, being, you know, all these kids today, I, you know, I like they want to make it by the time they're like they're like twenty nine. I'm like, oh my god, life is really, really long. Yeah. Okay, and maintaining is hard. You're gonna yeah. change careers three times. Yeah, maybe five, maybe ten, and it doesn't really matter. It's about making sense of what you did in the world, and that's why it's really good about thinking about doing good, okay, and not always about doing for yourself. And you can do it at the same time. But it's really about like, you know, because we always worry about like 
to keep producing and creating and to making money and being here and being there. But actually, it's really not about any of that. It's really about your end story, you know, your box set. What you leave behind. What you leave Mm -hmm. behind. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that if you can kind of make things just to do that, you'll be surprised at like how actually successful your life is. Because when you don't do it that and you get caught up on worrying about being successful, you tend to not do the things you're supposed to be doing because mm. you get scared. You should write a book. Mm, yeah. yeah, I should do that. Yeah. 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 That's coming. That's yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suck at writing. I, I would say my... I'm a ghostwriter. I'm yeah, go my version of that is yeah. I always said I want to be doing my best work in my 70s. Yeah, yeah. I, I just saw it as this journey of craft where you should be getting better and better. Absolutely. It's a really long game. It's and huge. The amount Once you have a long ish career like even if you make it a decade yeah you've seen so many people come and go yeah and try things and have big ideas and you know some of them and you just realize that longevity and that's i guess what you leave behind absolutely it's even the failures yes interesting failures noble failures i like my (laughs) i had quite a few me too and like the failures are like like a little bit more iconic than my successes i have to say (laughs) Yeah. Your failures you learn the most from. Yeah, 100%. you don't learn that much from. Well, the you don't want yeah. you don't want all the success to happen at the same time. I want it to be spread out. Like I want you know, yeah, and I love true. reinventing myself too. You know, like I was this person back then, and now I'm like a decade later. I want to do this, but like because I'm a I'm a different person. Think about like the stories, okay? Yeah. Of today, yeah. of the most interesting stories are the ones of the people that have the most failures. Mm. and pain and triumphant you know comebacks so it's that that's the stories it's not necessarily i mean yes we all love like sort of the steve Jobs stories where you're like what the fuck (laughs) you know but at the end of the day he how he kind of came into it was interesting Mm. you know um and what he created but i'm not really interested in um what's our boy's name who does amazon jeff Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Yeah. No. Not really. I haven't actually been really interested in this class of tech billionaire people. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I personally, I understand they impact the world immensely, but I don't find their personalities that interesting. No, no, (laughs) I don't. I want to know something really dark about them. (laughs) There is for sure stuff. That's what I want to know. (laughs) It's private. Which which moves us to Ioni wanting to talk about sex. Uh, Now the mood is, you (laughs) blew it. You blew it. No, I was just curious. Okay, well, dim the lights. Dim the lights. (laughs) No, no, I was just Bring in the intimacy coordinator. slowly dying. No, so I feel something. Let's you make her funny. Yeah, well, I was just saying. Um, I don't know. I was just curious about the. Um, like, I have this side when when I'm with a woman where I'm very male, and I was just curious if you have both or if you always like. <laughs> do you want a girl on your lap or do you ever? I'm a top. Yeah, do I'm, you a, topper. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. a topper. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel although like, every now and then I want to be like. Like manhandled for right. sure, but I, my <laughs> I, husband, I'm I was like, yeah. I wasn't like a, you know, you were top. Like, I, I was, unless I was on top of him, <laughs> but you know, but I, I was very, I don't know. I guess the to me, my natural state obviously is being, a, you know, more, um, what do they call it in this world? Do they call it mask? Is it mask? 
What's the words? What's the technology? Mm-hmm. Mask. Mask, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, see, I'm so stupid. Am I the only um, one that knows know. that? I, I'm, I'm <laughs> the only guy that knows You two have not heard that term? <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it, but I, what does it mean? Jesus. Like, if Erica Lee I... does not know the term mask, then it's like something. something no, there's a she's, cultural she's disconnect. Been in a I'm ready she's been for in the a new box. dictionary. Yeah, let's Because there's some words that I just need. I want your dictionary. That book would sell as one of those little books when you're checking out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That, I would buy that. that I would absolutely yeah, buy that. That's like corny. Store. You're like, those hold ones. on. Yeah. I need a oh, mask <laughs> and mask, all yeah. those terms. I, 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 I am in preference of that. Um, but I'm not, it's not necessarily that I'm attracted make, to only I'm, women I'm, that I'm look. Mostly, I li- I'm attracted to both. Like, you know, like, yeah. Have you, have you ever worn a strap on? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the best at it, but I, yeah. Yeah, Linda, you have definitely. Right I really, yeah, I yeah, really, yeah. I am wearing yeah. one right now. Yeah. Um, I'm always wearing one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find them fascinating. I, I, <laughs> I fine. Yeah. Wait, wait. Have you ever worn one of them? I just start recently. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. It's, <laughs> no, it's kind of like, a, it's like a, to me, it's like a good bra. Yeah. You have to get the right fit. You have to you get have the right to learn fit. How to get the, yeah, and the and right. the the underwear. Ben is being like all relaxed. He's like to yeah. 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 When women start talking about strap-ons, I just let them talk. That's yeah, yeah. Name. Let's. Let, yeah. I mean, it's not my place to interject. Yeah. I was never um, like like sex toys. I, I, even with my husband, it wasn't like my thing. I've always been like embarrassed yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like I, I was it. always like shy. And I, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I walk into a sex shop, I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's true. There's I'm something. Like, I'm, just here, I'm here delivering food. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's something. <laughs> wrong address, wrong address. It's, I know. But yeah. I think, I think that it's, it's amazing. I love how open people can be. I'm learning more and more. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I'm like sweating in there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I need to go. Oh, those, in yeah, sex those shop. sex. I forced myself to try to like feel cool, but they're like, That's there's good. something embarrassing or something. It's really <laughs> embarrassing. Well, the ones, there's the, remember the one that we spill Melrose? It was Pleasure it was, Chest. No, no, no. There was one that was oh, uh, from London. It was called Coco de Mir. There's a Coco de Mir. It was a London sex shop that actually Dave Stewart from the Arrhythmics, um, I think he was involved in it in London. I, this sure. was more like, it was like agent provocateur. Right. But, and that but, was more aesthetically pleasing. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's yeah. another one that um, I forgot the name, but uh, that it's was more high end. It was it yeah. had more of a fashion forward sure. thought, you like know, where your fashion. dildo looked yeah. like. Like right. you know, beautiful sculpture. Yeah, and, you know something you would have out when exactly. People were over. I, I did it, when <laughs> I lived flowers. in New York. Yeah. I did buy leather chaps, black leather chaps, because yeah. I, you know, when you like what something looks on someone else, and you think you can pull it off. Right. But I remember wearing them, and my friend's mom, Marcia, came over. And I was wearing them over jeans, and because I thought they looked great no, on over a gay jeans, man, they're, yeah, they're chic, or on somebody. Chaps, but for yeah. me, she, I was like, how, how's. She's like, not for look. you, but you know, because you know how you love a look. Like yeah. I love a man. I wish I could, look, you know. But I'm, I've got, I'm a very feminine, so right. I can't wear what I think. You know, you can't wear every look. No, you can't can pull like, it off. I wouldn't wear it with like bell bottoms or like. <laughs> no, <laughs> it but needs to be with like you know really me. tight little pants never and for heels me. and stuff. Yeah, I, maybe I don't know. Something no, I couldn't, but they're cool. I think I think leather chaps look cool. Certain people that I didn't. I can't imagine. I don't know. Them. You couldn't pull them off either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like I, 
I love. It's a very Jewish thing. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, even from a female sport part yeah, of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are not a lot of famous Jewish chaps yeah. wearers, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, like no, not like, yet. That's not the vibe. I mean, Bob yeah. Dylan may have worn some or at some point. Maybe an Israeli, I can uh, like, like an Israeli Jew that's like really intense. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, um, not, yeah, not like not East Coast no. or Australian. Yeah. yeah. Um, I reckon we wrap up and get some have some dinner. Did it bring it in? No, we've just been sitting here the whole time. Um, I wanted to really thank you guys for this. Yeah, yeah. Anytime someone says they want to do this, we're just like, let's do it. We needed to talk. On that note. All right. um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. Let's get into it. Love you both. Oh, wait, can I say one thing? Yeah. People should know where to follow. You, You guys, particularly Instagram, are both really, really good at Instagram. I really? Yeah, I really think you express your story of who you are mm. on mm-hmm. an ongoing way that's like really, I don't know, anyway. People it's say, a great, it's a, to yeah. me, Instagram is this uh, futuristic yellow pages yeah. where you get to um, express your name next to your contact info. And that, you know, and, by I don't think of it as a selling tool, but it's what it's become. But you really get to connect with humans around the world, and you have their ability to physically connect with mm-hmm. them, DM, and sometimes their emails or phone numbers. But you actually actually get to know them based on the creative, probably even more than what you would see like on a Tinder. I totally agree. I think yeah. in so many ways it's made, it's brought me, we were talking about this the other yeah. night, it's brought mm-hmm. me close to people. Mm-hmm. I've met so many people of like my real tribe yeah. of the heart. Yeah, globally. Yeah. yeah. Globally, exactly. Yeah. And I wish though that, you know, like I, I there's some good parts and some bad parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bad parts is that you also then disconnect from the world. And because you feel like you've done your socializing, mm. being on mm. it, you know, and that I think is something to consider for the future where people really need to remember to, you know, what you guys do, have dinners. Have it in real life. Have it in yeah. real exactly. life. IRL, baby. Yeah. IRL. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. really important thing. But mm. I for do sure. love the essence of it as like a creative outlet. Yeah. Like before you wouldn't be able to show who you were. Yeah. And yet other people dictated whether or not you could see it. Well, basically that should enhance this. Yes. Yes. 100%. As opposed to you can't replace it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, All right. Let's so do it. We, so glad Thank we did this. You Thank you for having Thank you for having us. Love you both. All right. Yeah, we'll be back. Together we're weirder. We're weirder together. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.